0: What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me here at the Full Circle Mentality Podcast. Um, This is hilarious. So I already recorded this intro, but then I put a song in the middle of uh, what I was doing there, and I didn't realize what I was doing, and I just re-recorded over everything. So it was all fucked up, so I had to redo it. So here we are. I think it's like take three. Thank you for joining me here today. Wherever you're at, let's just take time to be grateful for where we're at and what we're able to do. Um, we take a lot of things for granted, such as our eyesight, being able to move our, all of our extremities, things like that. You know what I'm saying? Let's be grateful for that. Let's just, um, I think when we put ourselves in a state of being grateful, uh, I have to stop saying, uh. it allows us to be nicer to people. It definitely allows us to be nicer to people. It allows us to take life a little easier, you know? When you're grateful and you're a little humbled moving forward as opposed to have these blinders on with this arrogance just moving through life like you're the only one that fucking matters. All right, And we're going to talk about how um, arrogance and self-centeredness and anger and some hate and just a lot of built-up shit will affect you and will bring you fucking down. right? And it will just bring you down to the ground and you'll be a walking ball of bad energy and you'll affect everything and everyone you come in contact with, I'm that person. My energy is fucking strong. And I'm not just sitting here saying, "Oh, my energy's strong cuz I'm just fucking woo 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 person." No. I have I wear my emotions on my face and I have a high energy. And that's just what it is, right? So when I'm neg when I like when I when I'm down and I'm upset, you can feel that shit It radiates off me. You can tell when I walk into a room. You know, but when I'm happy and I'm upbeat, you can tell as well. It's like two totally different extremes. We'll talk about that a little the extremes later. Um, but what I w- wanted to talk about was how that ball of anger and all that, um, uh, just that fear, I think, that resided in me at one point in my life was just kind of absolved, uh, I would say. And how was that absolved or how did I have a new perspective on life to where I wasn't so upset anymore? Um, that was through taking some psychedelics. That was through some of my drug experiences. And today we're going to talk about some of those. We're going to talk about um, an MDMA experience, an acid experience, and we're, I'm going to jump in there with some marijuana and some alcohol. Um, and I'm going to talk about a little bit about cocaine, too. So I'm going to talk about how all, th- all those three affect me or have affected me. Um, and just see what you guys get from it. You know what I mean? I like to be open and share experiences. And let's start doing this a little bit more one-on-one. You know what I'm saying? I'm here with you. You're here with me. We're locked in. We're ready to go, right? So before we start this episode, um, I'm actually going to play a song that started... Like, um, like it starts with the countdown. It's David Bowie's "Space Oddity." Um, shout out, David Bowie, rest in peace. Um, but uh, it begins with the countdown, and as that was happening, the acid started to overcome me, and my body started to become warm. And uh, when it was blast off, sh- best believe, I blasted off. So, everyone, I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Uh, without further further ado, Mister David Bowie is about to take it away. Thank you. Alrighty, i hope you all enjoy that song i know i still do and i did when i was on that little bit of a ride i also thought the back of the house was on fire too so yeah that goes to show you do drugs or don't do drugs it all comes at your own fucking risk you know what i'm saying uh if you are young and you should not be listening to this turn this off i'd appreciate that uh, if you have kids in the car you turn it turn it off just let your just a little, 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 little there. You know what I'm saying? You fella. little young fella's little young. Little young, you shouldn't be listening to this kind of stuff. Because, uh, you know, we're going to go deep, and we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about real stuff. We're going to talk about the devil's lettuce. We're going to talk about the devil's dangerous. And we're definitely going to talk about some psychedelics. And we're going to get into the juice. All right? We're going to drink the juice. So, <clears throat> um, I remember first trying mdma um with some of my uh, brothers well with my brothers i'm not going to mention any names if you know you know if you don't you don't um i actually was getting off of work one day i worked at a pizza spot and i was delivering pizzas and i had just gotten off obviously right Cause i just said i got off and i i'm upset i don't know why i'm upset i think it's because my brothers are actually in my room and i haven't i have no clue why i'm upset i'm probably upset because of Shit, I don't even know why. I can't even tell you why. But I knew I was upset. And uh, my brother, we had planned to doing it, Molly, and I was really upset. And I was like, nah, man, I don't want to do it anymore. But we had, like, made a pact to do it. So couldn't punk out. <laughs> Let's do it, right? But the whole time I was, like, there, I was just, like, upset, waiting for this Molly to kick in. Like, my energy was just radiating through my skin. Like, it was just apparent. I had fucking poo-poo face. I had resting bitch face. It was no bueno, and uh, my brothers can feel it, and I can obviously feel it. I didn't think anything was going to happen. Third, 20 minutes, like 15 minutes had went by, and nothing happened, and I was just like, what the fuck, seriously? And I looked at my brother like, you know, really? And at about 20 minute mark, this overwhelming, warm feeling came over my body, and I felt like I started glowing, and uh, I had a complete smile over my face. It was the most radical thing I have ever felt. It was a wave of happiness and I had never felt that happy for no reason. Well, obviously there was a reason cuz I ingested uh, MDMA. But uh Yeah. It was a uh, it was a it was I couldn't even explain the feeling. It was so overwhelming. Um and I had never I I had never felt nothing like that prior ever ever ever. Like I said, um like I said I was kind of an uh, I was kind of an angry person. I was kind of a little shithead. I was kind of a dick. I was kind of an asshole. And uh, I was always kind of carrying around baggage. I was always carrying around weight that didn't need to be carried around. And it's just what how I how I did it. You know what I mean? I still do it to this day. I constantly battle it. And that's those are I wouldn't want to call them issues, but they're things that hinder my like full capability of being happy sometimes and. You know what I mean? You got to work on that shit. And what taught me was was this. Like it ta- the Molly taught me that there was a, a real love out there. There was a real feeling of love and sensation. I can express it as as like a mother's love. It's really warm. It's it's overwhelming. It's like happy, you know you're safe when you feel it. It's 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 wild. Uh but the you know, sometimes you anyway Uh, I don't want to get into, like, where you should purchase your drugs because that's completely up to you if you're going to be partaking in any of this. But it was just such a a surreal experience. And through the whole experience, me and my brothers were just talking and talking about just kind of expressing ourselves with nothing but truth. Uh, I was expressing things that I wouldn't ever admit sober or ever admit in uh, maybe I wouldn't even admit it drunk. You know what I mean? And to be able to admit these things sober, or no, on Molly, and to feel these type of emotions, it was it was new to me, and it was a, it was a great experience. And I wanted kind of more of it. Uh, I didn't. We didn't do it. My my brother did mention to me that you know you can't be abusing this stuff. It can mess you up like long term. So definitely look into what you're doing, where you're getting it from. Make sure it's a good source. Make sure you're not overdoing it. it can mess up your body. There's obviously repercussions when you do these things. But it is, I believe, your choice if you are of age to, you know, delve into what you want to delve into. Uh, as a human, we have rights, you know, and to be able to look at things from a different perspective. And just because another person doesn't understand them and is fearful of them, doesn't mean you get to tell me what I can and can put into my body. A lot of these uh, drugs are, are, people think that they're they're scary and you are going to lose your fucking mind. And yeah, you can. But you can also drink a one beer and get behind the wheel and crash, and you know, and that's it. But you do that, you know. I don't know. Anyway, getting back to the MDMA, it was just such a wonderful experience, man. My brother put me on his back. I uh, told me to close my eyes. I put on my favorite song, um, and wh- the, the song was by Mac Miller, uh, "Objects in the Mirror." It's such. It was such a good song. I put it on. I closed my eyes, and yeah, we like interlo- interlocked arms. And uh, he like bent over, and had me on the, my my back, so we were, like back to back, and he was like going up and down, squatting up and down with his legs. So I was kind of like floating in space. It was the idea. It was such a fu- it was such a cool ride, man. And when we were kind of coming down off it early in the morning, uh, one thing that I was expressing to my brother was like I'm he- I told him I'm here right now, and uh, what he mentioned back to me was that uh, that's the coolest thing I ever heard you say and from then on i felt a different bond with my brother i had always had a good or i wouldn't even say a good relationship you know because we always butted heads when we were young i was just like i said an angry little an angry older brother wasn't a very good older brother but we overcame some things that day and he led me that way and he showed me that path and for that i'll forever be grateful because without that i don't know how far uh, How far my head up my How far my head would be up my own ass right now You know and it already is sometimes But like how you know it'd be stuck up there Literally like Fucking airtight. Yeah Good times Good times I don't even remember what age I was when I did that I was younger though I was in my early 20s Early 20s man you know, so I talked to some people about this stuff and they have never done stuff like this. It's pretty wild. I mean, it's pretty wild to even say that you did it. You know, I started drinking when I was like in eighth grade the first time I was hungover. Oh man, it was ridiculous. I felt like complete shit. I think I threw up Burger King all over the fucking place in my brand new A's jersey. Shout out to A's for making it the postseason, but the Dodgers about to get it. Um, it was, it was nasty. Threw up all of my fucking jersey. Oh. <coughs> I'm not getting sick. I just get congested. Relax, relax, relax. Take it easy. Take it easy. Man, I went, I w- I went to go work out with my boy the other day, uh, Chewy, and we were uh, working out outside, and we had to wear masks, and it was hot, man. Mind you, it was hot. In uh, Salinas Valley, it was hot. I, I took pants, I took jeans, I took a beanie. I took everything ready for the weather out there, and it was hot that week. I didn't know it was hot. Go figure, right? So we were out there working out, and we were just you know banging out a workout. I think we had shoulders, back. And, um, oh, fuck, have to work out with a mask outside in the heat, that should be criminal. You should, yeah, you should be thrown in jail for that. That is ridiculous. Uh And everybody was doing it. Everybody was working out. Honestly, my mask was just all wet and sweaty. You got to take two masks. You got to take two masks. That's the way to do it. Two mask it. You got to double up, double up the masks. Make sure, you, oh, and then you can't use any of the restrooms or showers and shit like that. You can't use the restroom But you have to ch- change in the restroom Which I think is disgusting That's just me though Everybody's in the restroom Shit and peeing And you gotta change in there When you can just change in like the lockers And I don't know what They don't wanna wipe them down I don't know Is that what you get paid to do? Cause they're yeah, They're sweeping dirt outside Like really? Ah uh, who am I to judge though? You gotta do what you gotta do I was there working out right? Shit I had a good time I'll go back Support local gyms No really if there's a there's, if there's there's a CrossFit in your uh, if it is CrossFit in your neighborhood, if there's a local gym in your neighborhood, uh, go support it, man. Go support a local business right now because everybody knows they can use it. If you got the money to do it, everybody knows that Times tough, but if you're able to do that, support a local business, support each other because uh, that's how we're gonna make it through this. Is uh, with one another and the help of one another. So uh, stay tight. So let's move on. Let's move on to the little bit of the trip. Well, actually, let's talk about, let's talk about motherfucking cocaine. Let's we'll talk about that shit. let talk about that list. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, let's talk about that stuff, right? So, I'm not going to dive too much into the cocaine. But what I will tell you about it is that it has its good, it has its pros and cons, all right? definitely has its pros and cons. You need to wake the fuck up when you driving, man. Shit, that's the pro. All right. The con is that you'll want more and more and more and more all fucking night until you're about broke, right? And if it got you and it sinks your teeth in, yeah, then you go, then you go, then you go for the long haul. Then you go for the big game. Then you're in it for real. You know what I mean? Then you're cop. You're trying to cop every other day, every two days, and it just turns out it. You're ter- you're partying on a Thursday and it's not even a party anymore. It's just more of like a weird cocaine session like hey lower the music. Hey, who is that? You hear that? You hear that? the sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it gets weird, man, I'll tell you. Um I definitely wouldn't do it. Uh fucking rot your brain, rot whatever, everything else. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it it, it's it's a hell of a drug. It's fucking crazy. It's a stimulant, obviously, it makes you go fast. Um you feel like you're on top of the world for a little bit. Uh but it's all just illusions, man. It's all just illusions. It's all false this falsehood. That's definitely a falsehood. I didn't it's a it's like a false kind of like a sense of, of empowerment. Some kind of like power, you're like, ah, I can fucking take on anyone. I am the smartest man alive. No, for real, like, you, you you, run businesses, you just keep, what, what I've noticed is that you keep talking and talking on cocaine so fucking much that all you keep doing is just talk about the same shit over and over again, nothing ever gets done, you know, there's the first couple times maybe, you know, you write something good, you write some down, you get some thoughts out, you might pull some stuff out of there that you can use for whatever it may be, but after that, it gets old pretty fast, you know what I'm saying, but who the fuck am I to say? you like your fucking booger sugar, if you like t- partaking in the uh, devil's dandruff, who am I to stop you? I'm not the law. And then it's the law. Who are they to stop you? I don't know. It's just, the, it's, it's just the laws that are made up, man. They're rules. They're meant to be broken. They're meant to be broken. What? I didn't say that. Anarchy! Damn. How do you guys even, like, follow what I say on the podcast? I listen to podcasts all the time, and I'm always so crucial and critical on mine. I'm always like, oh, why, why? Like, are they still listening at 16, 18 minutes? If you're not, it's completely fine. But if you are, give yourself a pat on the back. You're a champ. You're a real one. We getting it. Um, but yeah, this acid trip, right? I, I, so a lot of my acid trips, I've done it. Mo- I've done it like more than three times, and they kind of merge into one, right? And what I've gotten from them has been such a. What I've gotten from acid is a real beautiful thing. Well, I've gotten beautiful things from it, right? It's definitely shown me empathy. It's put me in other people's shoes. definitely put me in other people's shoes, usually on the bad end. Like when when I've been like, just think of a memory, right? Think of a time when you've been mean to someone and you made a person cry or you really hurt someone's feelings because you were just being a complete dick, right? Or an asshole. Think about that time. Think about the time you brush someone off or cut someone off in traffic and you almost caused an accident or whatever it may have been. Think about that time, right? It puts you in the shoes of that other person, literally. I don't know how. But you feel what they felt. And it literally the pain that I felt it brought to me brought me to my knees. Brought me to my knees. It humbled me. It broke me. I, s- I looked in the mirror. And I looked in the mirror and it's something you should never do when you're on psychedelics. Just put the mirrors away because they're just not a good deal. <laughs> you know, you could start looking at your face. It can start to move. It can start to melt uh, depending how much you do and what you do. Um, but I started looking at myself and I saw what I was wearing. And I was wearing, I, I think I had my shirt off. I had some red shorts on. And I had my hair slicked back. I forgot what I had. I think I had a bandana on too. And I just looked at myself and I was like, what the fuck am I? Who the fuck am I trying to be? Right. And I wasn't necessarily looking at my meat suit or my meat body, but I was looking at the inside of me. It was weird. Like I was like, who am I trying to be? Who am I trying to act like I am? I'm not trying to be that I'm trying to be a person that I completely not because I saw right through myself. Like I saw through everything I was trying to be all these personas, all these perceptions, all these stereotypes I was trying to upkeep. I saw right through it. And it broke me, like, who the fuck am I trying to be? You're such a fucking scared person. All you are is a scared, fearful person trying to be all these other people. You don't know who you are, kid. And that shook me. That shook me to my core. I didn't know who I was. And I was out. I was alone. My brothers were locked outside. That's that's later in the story. We might not even dive into that. They were locked out outside. And I was inside just looking at myself in the mirror, staring at myself, contemplating life, contemplating who I was and who I was trying to be. And then I let my brothers inside because guys, and then I let my brothers inside because they knocked loud enough for me to hear it and snap me out of my little funk that I was in, looking at the mirror, you know, about to just fucking go in on myself. They I, I opened the door and they ended up coming in and we ended up talking, kinda calmed me down a little bit. That's very important. Whenever you're doing psychedelics, to do it with someone who has done it prior, just so they can kind of guide you and they kind of know the way. You can never predict what's gonna happen on during your trips. I would never say like you know what's gonna happen exactly, uh, but to be around people who are safe and that you trust is completely. That's the most important thing. Is trust during those trips because you're in a very vulnerable state, and sometimes people you know just they do stupid shit. Sometimes you're around people who don't understand what's going on. And they think it's just. They think it's just a party drug, and that's completely not what it is. These have purposes, and they have teachings, and they have lessons that they can show you. And, you know, sometimes it can fuck up your whole experience, and it can really freak you out. So if you don't trust these people, then just wait. If you have another opportunity to do it, just wait, you know, because it can be a real beautiful thing. It can be really intense, though. Like, my body hurts. Like, my lower back hurts the next day. I feel like I'm dehydrated. You got to drink a lot of water. Um, It's a stimulant too. So like it's a little bit of stimulating. It's because it's it's synthetic acid, synthetic. It's made. Um, I have yet to do mushrooms. Uh, I was gifted some recently. Thank you for the person who gifted those to me. Uh, I appreciate that very, very much. And I'm going to partake in those very soon. And when I do, um, I'll let you know prior. And then I'll follow that up with a podcast and see if you guys can notice a difference at all. You know, I haven't done a psychedelic in a very long time. Actually, I've done Molly, but that was like maybe before COVID, right before COVID. Uh, but I haven't done anything really working on myself, going deep into like a deep kind of state of of let's fix some shit. And uh, I haven't done that yet. So, you know, we're going to do that with these mushrooms and we'll let you know how, how that goes. Okay. Because... I, it should be very, very interesting, to at least. But yeah, getting back to the, getting back to the acid. Uh, we were in Big Sur one time, and if you haven't made it out to Big Sur in California, I, I uh, highly suggest it. It's a very beautiful place. Um, so we were out there, and we dro- we uh, we drove out there early morning, like five a.m. Early morning, like we we were on the road by five a.m. Like, like twenty minutes. You know what I mean? We were moving already by five a.m. We were up and at them um and we're driving up the hill to big sur and anybody ever driven up to big sur you know you have to go up the hill and it's fucking scary it started to rain when we were driving up there and uh it was it was uh it was rather scary but uh we get there right and it looks kind of overcast in the morning it looks kind of cold it's kind of windy but we prepare you know we have uh and i say prepare very loosely in loose terms there uh we prepare we have you know everything. We have jackets. We have bandana. We have everything to stay covered. You know, stay warm. You know, little do we know. You know, little do we know that the uh, storm is about to hit us. So we're in the car. It's about about six o'clock, I think. We're about to go for this little walk because I think this we want to. You know, the acid to hit when we see the sunrise, and when the sun's gonna come out. But it's very, very overcast right now. And we took the acid, and we're just chilling, waiting for it. And these are just stories, people, right? These are just stories, allegedly. These are all stories. This is all for entertainment. And we're waiting, and we're waiting, and it starts to hit us, right? We're because well, no, we're waiting in the car, we're waiting for it to kind of hit. We're ready to go. We prep, and we go walk, right? We go for a little hike. We, we're gonna check it out. Um, so where we're at, you get to walk on this little bit of a ridge. You know, you walk down, you walk down a little ways, and there's just ridge where there's kind of a turnaround where there's like it's edge of a cliff and it's a turnaround. You can like uh, walk alongside of it. And there's like a, like a little railing there on the side where you can kind of hold on to very frail because literally it's like a little, little bit of iron there holding you in front of the great mother ocean there, Poseidon and all just looking at you about to eat you up. So the wind starts to pick up. The rain starts to get really intense as we start to walk towards this cliff, right? This kind of, this edge. And you know, we know the acid starts to hit. We start to kind of feel it. You start to feel it in your body, in your bones a little bit. And you know, we're at the edge of this cliff, finally we get there. And I'm looking directly into the ocean and all I see is nothing but madness. I am so small looking out, uh, out at the ocean. You know, it's just such a, such a beautiful thing. And even in the overcast and grays of it all, it was such a beautiful thing to see. You know, how, how, how small I was, how I could just get eaten up there. You know, my brothers were worried. They're like, you're going to fall. Get back. Get back. You're going to fall. Come on, let's go. You know, because the winds were picking up and it was to rain pretty hard. And it wasn't full peak in the acid yet. So, we you know, we had to make sure that we were safe because um, our preparedness. Well, we didn't have a weatherproof uh, gear. So we were just soaking fucking wet from boot to beanie. Uh, soaking wet, soaking wet. Like we had to strip down. To get warm, type deal. So I end up, I literally open up my arms and look at the ocean and I close my eyes and I just kind of open my mouth and I'm just laughing, just laughing, laughing, my laughing hysterically almost just because of how funny this is. Like, not funny, it's just, you know, you, you realize how small you actually are. So I end up turning around, walking back with my brothers, and the acid starts to hit us fucking hard, dude. We're walking and we're walking. One oh, of my brothers trips and falls, and the way he falls, he just like he like slides. His foot slides, and then he falls into it, but he pops back up. And we start to laugh hysterically, and we just keep walking, moving along, trekking because you know now it's a mission to get back in our heads. You know this ass is kicking our ass, and you know now it's just life or death. You know we gotta go, so we're moving from from building to building because during the in this little area, there's um like buildings. You can there's like places like restrooms and. There's places you can have picnics, but obviously it's abandoned because, uh, obviously it's abandoned because it's fucking raining. Nobody's out there in the rain except for our, our crazy ass. And actually, there was uh, the um, the Volkswagen vans, the 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 vans. I I think right. Uh, it was a hippie van pretty much, and they were out there too, and they were camping. So I wonder what they were doing. They're probably doing a little bit of acid as well. One thing I remember though, when we were running back to the car, trying to get back to the car, was. Uh, Falling under these trees These big tall um, I don't know Oak trees I don't know what the hell they were Redwoods I, I have no clue I'd be lying to you But they were just These humongous giant trees That were just so tall And they were just so uh, They were wide They were huge And you, you couldn't even Put your arms around them Right And uh, we like sank into them With all around different trees uh, And the, the tree was hugging us It was really weird You could see the tree breathing And you could see the life In the tree you could see the leaves breathing. You could see the life. It was just, it was amazing. I, had, I hadn't i had experienced that before because I had never done any kind of psychedelic outside. And to experience that was a whole new, it was just beautiful. I the water running, the water running in the mud, you know, the leaves floating in the water running in the mud. It was just the little things. <clears throat> the little things were very beautiful. So I felt like that tree... Was hugging me, I know it sounds very funny, tree hugger, haha, I get it. But literally I I felt like like it was hugging me. And that gave me a different appreciation for the outdoors. It definitely did. And it made me feel so small. I went outside when I was uh, on the astro trip when I was looking in the mirror, right? Um, and it was during the night and we were on a we were on a ranch at the time and we we're looking up at the sky and I was looking at, like, the sky was just so lit up with stars. that I had never seen it so perfect before. And then that, too, made me realize how small I was. That, again, tied into the trip where I was at Big Sur. And, like, it was all connectedness, a connectiveness, you know. It made me feel connected with nature. It made me feel connected with the other life that was not, you know, human. It was still life. It's a trip. After that, I was very, you know pro-life <laughs> you know trying not to kill the plants trying not to kill the you know the spiders and stuff and I'm still like that because you start to realize that everything has a purpose you know even ants as silly as it sounds everything has its purpose man and we're just here killing things like we do like we run everything you know this earth can just wipe us all out like that no ca- no presidential election no debates No, he said, she said. No arguments, no nothing, no Twitter, no Instagram, no bullshit. Could wipe us all away in a fucking instant. And we're bitching about the most trivial shit. We talk about this, that, and the other, and we don't do 10% of it. You know, we have all these tools at our disposal, yet we'd rather sit and watch Netflix because we're tired. Let's get after it. One thing psychedelics have taught me is that, you know, one thing that, you know, it also taught, I, I saw death, right? I was looking at a book, Art Psalms, uh, by Alex Gray, and it was, it's pretty much a, a traveler going through his life. And on there's, a, there's one picture, I think it's called The Traveler, it might be The Traveler, I might be wrong. But it's one man meeting death, like he sees someone death along the road, and he will be that one day. But he still has to go through his journey. And the cycle will continue, and so on and so forth, right and to be on acid and I think about that it's 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 wild, and to be tied into the Eastern philosophies and the practices when I was uh studying that it was it was the Buddhism of not like not to uh get attached to anything. the root of all suffering is attachment. I think that's one of the sayings there. And I really tried to I really tried to work that you know I really tried to do that. I did a lot of yoga at the time. I was really one with my body and it was, it was really it was really nice. I felt like I was centered that's what uh, psychedelics had done for me as well. They centered me they brought me back to a baseline that I needed to be at. you know sometimes we think that we're working and we're working and we're doing this and we're fucking grinding and we're just we're missing a lot of things sometimes as well, you know whether it's school, whether it's work, whether it's for grinding for a house or for your wife to get this new house or for you and your wife or you and whoever it is just grinding you can be stuck in the grind sometimes you can forget that you got to look up like full circle mentality it puts its hat on hard work like I, i i hang my hat on that hard work you're not gonna outwork me but i have to be able to balance my life man i have to be able to put my be able to take care of myself because if i can't take care of myself then i'm not gonna be able to do any of the work that i need to do i can't get the work done during these long days because i'm not doing what i need to do You know, I gotta feel my body right. I gotta get my sleep. I gotta do everything I can, and that's taking care of myself, right? I think I'm due for another trip. I think I gotta work out some demons in me that are residing, that are always gonna be there. But you gotta look at them at a different perspective, and I'm ready to do that. I think I'm ready to sit down and face those because I know it's gonna be work. Because I know what I've been through. You know, I know personally what I've been through in my life, and I know what those psychedelics and drugs can do when you're um under the influence you can definitely have a bad trip and i don't call them bad trips i just call it working through shit you got to work through that bad and sometimes it's not easy you know but you can do it and when you do it you realize that life is life is nothing but a but a big game and i mean that with all respect it's a big game and we have all the cheat codes and tools and i say that a lot it's because we do we just don't take them to our advantage we don't use them to our advantage all right, guys. Well, I'm going to wrap this one up. It's been about 30 minutes. I know I probably only spoken or been spitting anything for about 26, 27 minutes. because I played a little bit of music, but that, that's going to be it for today, man. If you all have any questions at all about any of these experiences or um, you all want to look anything up, you know, definitely do some Google searches. Do your own research. Don't just jump into something not knowing or buying it off. some. You know, just don't do anything. You're not safe. Doing or familiar with Because I wouldn't do that So Just just be smart about things Uh, Let's get after it though man Let's fucking kick some ass This is uh, the fourth quarter here We're going into uh, This is October Well October, November, December Fourth quarter You know Put those fours up Just like you would a football Fourth quarter What do you got? Give it all in the gas tank That's why you did those dolphins Full dolphins That's why you sprinted That's why you put those extra hours in the gym That's why you wake up early That's why you work out late You know, we're grinding for a reason. Just remember why you're grinding and keep doing it. All right? But don't remember. Remember, balance. You got to have a balance, guys. All right. So, everyone spread the peace and the love. I am out.